Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Listeners, and welcome to Ohio Mysteries. This is your 10-minute mystery edition, a little slice of intrigue in the middle of your week. I'm your co-host, Steve Yoder, and with us as always, our storyteller and journalist, Paula Schleiss. Hi, everybody. We've been hard at work trying to make sure that each of Ohio's 88 counties are represented in our podcast. We are still missing two. Tonight, Thanks to the suggestions of some of our listeners, we're going to take care of one of them. One of the last counties to have escaped our attention these past three years is Jackson County. Jackson County is in South Central Ohio, about as dead central as you can get, and one county north of the Ohio River. About 33,000 people call it home. The county seat is the city of Jackson, population 6,200. Two of them were Mary Ann Lodato and Wilma Simpson. Mary, a wife, mother, and secretary transplanted from Louisiana, and Wilma, a homegrown girl who grew up and married a local radio personality, have this in common. They were both murdered 10 years apart, and their killers have been walking free for decades. Mary Ann Lodato lived in the city of Jackson on Huron Street at the Apple Village Apartments with her husband Jerry and another male relative. Mary Ann was 33 years old, a petite woman at 4 foot 11 inches, 105 pounds, light hair, brown eyes, bubbly and outgoing, her family would say. She wasn't a native to the area. She'd come to Ohio from Shreveport, Louisiana, where she had been born Mary Ann Gilmer. She married Jerry a couple of months before her 20th birthday, and at some point, the pair made their way to Ohio. I don't know the circumstances of this, 
But Mary had three children, and at the time of her death, they were living with relatives in Bossier City, Louisiana. She went to visit them at least twice a year. Now, on Thursday morning, March 7, 1991, Mary should have been on her way to work. She was a bookkeeper for a local accountant, John Stifler Jr. She'd been working for him for three weeks and three days, but she never made it. At 6 p.m., her husband Jerry came home from work and found her in the kitchen of their apartment. She had been shot to death. An autopsy revealed a bullet wound to her chest and another in the back of her neck. Jackson County Coroner John Cook said he believed she was killed near the kitchen door, then dragged about 12 feet to where she was found face up on the floor. Her employer, the accountant Stifler, said Mary should have been at work by 9 a.m. Thursday. She was always there in time to pick up the mail. He guessed she must have been killed before nine, maybe even on her way out that kitchen door. Police found little in the way of witnesses. There weren't many people home in the neighborhood, it being a work day. And those who were home said they didn't hear any gunshots. Jerry Lodato and the other man who lived in the apartment both passed polygraphs. Police did release a composite drawing of a man someone had seen in the area, saying he's someone that liked to question, but the man was never identified. Detectives weren't just missing a killer and a weapon. They were missing a motive. The coroner told a reporter the apartment had been ransacked, but Jackson Police Chief Ted Penix wouldn't confirm that and only said burglary had been ruled out. Thirty years later, there is still no clear reason for why someone took Mary's life. After her death, Mary was taken back home to Louisiana and buried in Bossier City. In 1993, Jackson County Sheriff Greg Kiefer, brand new to his position, formed the Multi-Jurisdictional Law Enforcement Task Force, made up of deputies and representatives of other Jackson County law enforcement agencies. Their hope was to try to solve nine cold homicide cases that dated back to 1981. The oldest case on the books was Wilma Simpson. Now, unlike Mary Ann Lodato, Wilma was a native of Jackson, one of four children born to Billy Joe and Marilyn Forshee. She graduated from Jackson High School in 1974, then attended Rio Grande College over in Gallia County. At 24, Wilma was working as a receptionist at Gallion Jackson Miggs Community Mental Health Clinic in Jackson. And she was married. She and her husband, Jerry Simpson, lived in a mobile home at Eastview Estates on Eastview Drive in Jackson. Jerry was a radio personality at station WKOV in Wellston. On Friday, February the 20th, 1981, Jerry was at work in time for his 5.30 a.m. slot. Two hours into his morning shift, he tried to call his wife repeatedly. Each time, he got a busy signal. When he couldn't reach her, he asked Paul Washburn, owner of the mobile home park, 
to check on her. Washburn found the door of the home open, but Wilma was missing. Jerry called his wife's employer, but Wilma missed the start of her shift, and so he called police. A search was underway by 10 a.m. At 1 p.m., deputies called in the bloodhounds. By 2 p.m., the bloodhounds had found Wilma. She was lying face down in a field with waist-high brush, just a quarter of a mile from her home and a hundred yards from Ohio 124, south of the Jackson City limits. Her nude body was partially covered by the nightgown she had been wearing. Two pieces of clothing were tied together to fashion a rope, one end tied around her ankle and brought up against her back and tied around her neck. Authorities believed she had been abducted from her home, taken into the woods, and killed. Wilma's body was sent to Columbus for an autopsy. The coroner ruled she had been strangled. News reports never mentioned sexual assault. The area where she was found was picked over with metal detectors and examined with magnifying glasses. Nothing turned up. Back at home, nothing was amiss, other than the phone being off the hook. There was no blood or anything to indicate a struggle in the trailer home. Detectives theorized she had been surprised by an intruder, picked up a phone to call for help, then dropped the phone as she was being abducted. With little obvious progress on the case half a year later, local residents were determined not to let this one go unsolved. In August, a group of them were spurred to form Jackson County Crime Solvers Anonymous. With the blessing of Sheriff Charles Hunter and his department, their first goal was to establish a reward fund for the Simpson case. Individuals and businesses chipped in to offer a $1,000 reward. By June of 1982, Wilma's family added a $10,000 reward, trying, hoping to shake some tongues loose. Her mother, Marilyn, said, this is the only thing left we could do. Time hasn't helped at all. Shock dulled the impact at first, but it has been worse since then. Now the case might have gone cold, but only from an evidence perspective. In a 1982 interview with the Chillicothe Gazette, Jackson Police Sergeant Grade Kiever said he had no doubt as to who killed Wilma. But he said without physical evidence or an admission, authorities just didn't have enough to take it to trial. Now, I'll bet ever since the start of this episode, you've been scratching your head wondering, what is the one remaining county in all of Ohio that still doesn't appear in any Ohio Mysteries episode? That would be Morgan County. So help us out. If you know of a good mystery in Morgan County, shoot me an email. I'm at feedback at ohiomysteries.com or find us on Facebook and send us a message there. Now, I'll admit there are plenty of counties that are underrepresented in our catalog, but we'd sure like to welcome Morgan County to the family as soon as possible. And that's it for our 10-minute mystery. We'll see you here Sunday for our next regular full-sized Ohio Mystery episode. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your week. 
May all of your mysteries have happy endings. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.